We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. I think Mounier has DDA Drogba-like skills. Hmm. Now, I don't think he's DDA Drogba. That sounds like that's exactly what you said. He's the next Didier Drogba? Is that just check? You know what? Fine. Fine. Go for it. <laughs> run, run with it. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, rankings, projections, and the best fantasy soccer stats around, please visit rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Mike Gottlieb and Andrew Laird. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast brought to you by Starting Eleven, the only place where you can make live in game substitutions in your daily fantasy world. Uh, Andrew, uh, sorry, let, let me introduce who we are first. Uh, I am your host, Mike Gottlieb, as always, and with me is uh, fantasy soccer expert Andrew Laird. And, Andrew, I have a small bone to pick with you. Just one small one, huh? Just one small one. Okay. Did you know that I actually listen to the other podcasts that you do? Uh, I would I thank you for that. Thank you for listening. <laughs> What's your bone to pick? How at the end of podcasts, it gets really awkward. Oh, yeah. I, I actually meant that much more for me because the MLS one is so brutal to get through. Like, I don't know how to close a podcast. <laughs> And yet, you say, I ramble on, but not nearly as much as Mike does. Did I say that? I mean, it's true, but yeah. 
It is awkward, man. Yeah, I'm just glad you somewhat feel my pain. It's a small bone to pick with you. <clears throat> yes, that that is an appropriate bone to pick, and I apologize for the harsh words. <laughs> yeah, really harsh. You really took a strong stance there. Yeah. <laughs> that, you, that you weren't as verbose as I am. Mm, I really mean it, too. <laughs> but it's true, right? I mean, like, it's... Uh... Everyone's like, oh, it should be easy. You just you have something to say. The, I think the problem is because we don't plan these out. And so when you don't have like a list of things that you want to discuss and you get to the bottom, you're like, okay, I'm done. Like we know when the last game that we are going to talk about is done or if we like compare lineups. Like we know basically close to when we're done, but there's nothing that stops us from like just being like, oh, and this. And then you're like, oh, I'm not ready to close yet. And then you keep going. And then we finish that topic and you're like, I'm all done talking today. I'll talk to you next time. You know, like, I just don't know. One day we'll figure it out. Yeah, that day won't be today. No. <laughs> Probably not. No, unlikely. Oh. All right. A team that's likely not going to figure it out is going to be Swansea, who we start our coverage off talking about. Uh, and they take on Manchester United uh, at the li- – oh, my God, I'm no, – right. I'm in – yeah, I know, I know. It's just I stumbled over the words and then I got self-conscious. Anyway, Swansea are at home taking on Manchester United, and it does not look good for Paul Clement and the Swans, even though they were able to yeah, eke not? out eke out a draw last week. Yeah, they got an and excellent I, and point and I mean, at St. Mary's. I mean eke, like yeah. E-K-E-Eek. <laughs> like, I, what, what were they outshot, like 29 to 3? Isn't eek E-E? Like E-E-E-K? E-E? A-K-E? Is that what you said? Hold on. Yeah, that is what I said, but I'm pretty sure I was right. E-A-K-E. Yeah, E-K-E. Manage to support oneself or make a living with difficulty. That's E-K-E? E-K-E. Oh, I heard E-A-K-E. No. Oh, sorry. I said E-K-E. A-K-E. Is how I would say that. <laughs> anyway, um, <clears throat> Swansea have been significantly better defensively under Paul Clement. And they started this season with a clean sheet. They had three in their last five last year. So they'll probably only lose two nothing. Yeah, I, I think that's being very generous. Uh, judging from only game week one, because that's all we have to go on this season. Uh, I mean, Manchester United, do, if that's the case, Swansea do not allow goals. Manchester United <laughs> were the most punishing team, both offensively and defensively. They, they really, you know, when they lost the ball, they got it back quickly. Uh, granted, it was against West Ham last week, uh, and th- it's not like Swansea are a much stronger opponent there. No. Uh, so, I mean, I, I, I mean, I think of this as Manchester United being the hot knife and Swansea being the butter. Mm. The Romelu Lukaku buy looks pretty good. He's a bargain. He's not bad. A bargain, yeah. Um, I think everybody. I don't think anyone. I don't think anyone ever thought that it was a bad signing. I think yeah, people no, of are course just not. getting sticker shock at just what the price is and yeah. comparing it to other prices. And w- when they don't take into account that what is market value? That's market value in this market. Like it's just, you know, just because Eden Hazard cost thirty three million once upon a time does not mean that Romelu Lukaku shouldn't cost ninety now. Right. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Nobody ever thinks of context when it comes to to salary or to transfer fees like that. So yeah, this yeah. one was easy. Uh, I am, I'm not, despite the two assists last week, I, I feel like people are going to get very uh, interested in Henrik Mkhitaryan being this like elite fantasy option. And um, while he had an excellent first game, I'm just not sure. Like, do you think he could lead the league in assists? 
I don't I don't care to be honest. I think he does more than that uh, in terms of ch- creating chances in general, and he can also finish off chances. So I'm not really going to chase him for assists. I'm going to chase him just for being a part of the offense. Really, um, I mean I don't think he's as prolific a goal scorer as let's say a Sadio Mane, mm-hmm. but I think he'll get more assists than Sadio Mane. I think it's that kind yeah. of I think it's that kind of offensive inclusion. Uh, so he's going to be involved in whatever offense they do. And it, depending on how much offense you think Manchester United does this season, um, if you think it's anything more than above average, yeah, you're going to want shares of Henrik Mkhitaryan because mm-hmm. he's going to be involved. Okay. Okay. I, I mean, when he took, I mean, he, when he was crossing balls and they were deathly accurate and you know, Mourinho loves that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah. Yep. I get it. I get it. Do you I think mean, he'll finish that, with more fantasy points in like the FPL game than Pogba? I mean, week one is a tough way to judge it because if that's what it takes for Paul Pogba to score, then yes, Mkhitaryan will finish with more. Because I think his path to getting points is way easier than trying to take, you know, really long, hard shots. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's kind of how did that change? How does Pogba? How was that different for Pogba? Like we knew that's how Pogba scores. That my, I'm just saying, saying it's easier for Mkhitaryan. Yes, okay. I, that that okay. that's the point that I'm trying to make. I'm not saying that anything has changed for Pogba. I'm just saying if we're judging from week one, right, and week one alone, if that's the way that Paul Pogba gets involved in the counting stats of offense, gotcha. It's going to be a long season for you if you're going to depend on him for points. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that that just I mean, it was a great moment, but those don't happen every week. And I wouldn't say they happen every other week either. For him. <laughs> that's fair. So, in a talk, I think in a Taga format or in a more peripheral stat league, this is going to be a huge season for Paul Pogba. Mm-hmm. He'll so. finally live up to the the fourth overall draft pick that I used on him last there season. There you go. There you go. Um, <clears throat> do you think there's any sort of I don't want to say relief because they kind of knew he was gone, but Gilfie Sigurdsson is now officially gone. Swansea can move forward. They, yeah, with uh, Tom Carroll. Yeah. Tammy yeah. Abraham, your boy. I mean, he he he, well, he may not start after Llorente comes back, yeah, but no. it's no. I don't think Swan. I don't think a team gets better when Gilfie Sigurdsson leaves it, especially okay. a team like Swansea. Okay. Okay. I mean, if if you thought that if you thought that it was causing a ruckus in the locker room, sure, you know. But I just I don't think that was the case. I think everybody knew that it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, back to United. Um, your response to Daily Blinn starting over Matteo Darmian? Uh, you were a liar. <laughs> I'm not a liar. You told I'm me. not. You said, I... is it official? And I said, nothing can be official until lineups come out. And then Daily Blinn started. That being said, uh, it appears that Victor Lindelof, uh, I saw some multiple uh, beat writers mentioned that he is getting the Mkhitaryan treatment and that apparently has not done enough already and may may not play for a while like we saw with Mkhitaryan last year. So you're saying Phil Jones waiver wire pickup <clears throat> was a good idea. I think I think he's he might get a run of games here unless yeah. Lindelof really picks it up in training. Yeah, and I think there's also I think there's also potential um like isn't Lindelof like either he's like uh, with the Europe, with the Europe matches coming up, or with the with other tournaments coming up, like isn't Lindelof more targeted to getting those games versus the Premier League games at first? I have no idea. Okay, yeah, I, I, 
either way, I, I did pick up Phil Jones in a lot of places, so I'm pretty happy about that. Wow. And by the way, I, I well, yeah, for this week, yeah, I'm pretty happy about that. I stream Defenders religiously. You know this. Yeah. I'm, I have no, I have no, uh, no loyalty to any Defender. Mm-hmm. Except apparently Craig Dawson, who I seem to get every single season. Yeah, I was going to say, or Kieran Trippier, you are the most loyal person to, despite having uh, very few places. Hold on. Oh, yes. Well, it's because I wouldn't pay the price this year for him. Uh, now, now it looks like he's going to lose I, his job. Yeah, I was about to say, what, like, we'll, we'll get to that when we, when we talk about Tottenham. But just to kind of wrap up Manchester United against Swansea, I like Mkhitaryan in this game, obviously. I like... Uh, Lukaku in this game, obviously he'll be captain. Ter- he'll be captained everywhere, probably yep. for FPL. Mm-hmm. Um, you gotta like. I mean, he, I, I mean, if Daily Blind's gonna continue to take corners, you gotta like him as well. If you're in a Taga format, uh, and even John Mata looks like he's being mm-hmm. dangerous on the offense right now. So, would you rather have Pogba or Rashford? That's a great question. Uh, if in, in FPL, probably Rashford. In Taga, Pogba by a long margin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but someone asked the question to us last week uh, whether to use Rashford or Arnautovic. And the obvious answer was Rashford. But I just – as the first person answered Rashford, I was like, I'm just going to try to see if I can make this dude a little miserable. I'm <laughs> just saying Arnautovic for fun. <laughs> but the obvious answer was Rashford. Yes. And I think I did say on my tweet that it just to make your life miserable. I you did. You did have yeah. that caveat. Um, yeah. The answer is very, very, very rarely Marco Arnautovic. Yes. So I just I definitely wanted to bring that up in just in this context. Like yes. Marcus Rashford, you're more when you're talking about Marcus Rashford, as long as he's starting every week, which is looks like it's going to be the case. Uh, I don't particularly like him as a winger, but if it works, it works, yeah. right? Um, yeah. it, it's it, it's it's not typical to see. Someone that big and yeah. powerful just sitting on the wing like the Edison Cavani, uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic PSG type. So yeah. it's it's just a little odd to see. But he's, hey, if he, were, he's working for now at least. I wouldn't mind seeing <clears throat> the Lukaku Rashford Martial front line. Oh my god, how good did Martial look in his twenty minutes? He looks great, and uh, you know it's obviously it, 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 that's going to kill the Parasitch deal because I think they may want to hold on to him now. My that that was that, that that's a good thought. I still think they're going to try and get Parasitch anyway because they have the money. But um, for me, it's for Martial. Like he he was so good in twenty minutes that in our best ball league, he still made it to my starting lineup. Yeah, sure did, sure did. I also won week one. Anyway, uh, we will move on to Birdmouth, who are at home taking on Watford. Uh, it, it, yeah, right. Watford of the three three exhilarating draw variety against Liverpool uh, against the Burnmouth side who Not uninspired so was yeah. that, is that is that a good way to put their week one performance I'd say so I, 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 I losing one nil at at the Hawthorns to West Brom is not you know it's not devastating news but they just didn't look very creative yeah I think that's more having to do with West Brom being ahead and doing what they do when they get ahead but uh, Burnmouth are a side teams. that likes to have the ball and work the ball around, so that probably would have played. And, and it's, it was just odd. You know, it, it could have been just the classic Tony Pulis trap. Yep. Like, but uh, anyway, it, it, we're, uh, I'm looking for much bigger and better things for Burnmouth at home against the Watford side, who are going to try to set similar traps. Yeah, but, I think it <clears throat> sounds like Deeney uh, might be able to go. So 
that obviously gives them another attacker. I don't know if they'll start him with Okaka or without and or Andre Gray. Meaning, I doubt they start Okaka, Gray, and Dini. That would be pretty pretty crazy. But um, I mean, Burnmouth like to attack at home, so I feel feel like we should see a better side from this week. I, Defoe will probably be back in the starting eleven uh, for Benicafobi. And Jordan, I played pretty well in his limited time last week, so he may get a start. And Simon Francis is hurt, unfortunately, so I think Adam Smith will slot back into the right fullback spot. It only took one week in the position that I liked Simone Francis uh-huh. in yep. to get injured. 70 minutes, and there it goes. Dunzo. <laughs> so, yeah, it'll be... Uh, Ake look great, of he course. He does. Uh, it's a, it's as if Chelsea have all these good young defenders. Yeah, yeah. Except for Andreas Christensen, who's only good in Germany. <laughs> we'll get to him in a minute. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, uh, yeah, Burnham, really, Watford I, here. The, the, the problem with, that I have with Watford is uh, I have uh, Jose Olabas in some spots, but after that, like, I just don't know how. Sell high. On Olabas? Yep. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I. I feel like I saw people making cases for like Abdulli Ducor, Ducore, yeah, Ducore, yeah. Ducore. Um, and it's like, come on, like that goal he scored is so unrepeatable. Um, Tom cleverly takes some set pieces and does absolutely nothing else. Uh, Amrabat's, you know, he's basically the only front winger they have, which is why he starts. And uh, I guess for Char- Charlison looked good. So, hurt, so 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 someone asked me on Twitter. You may have been a part of this conversation or not. You know whether I liked Andre Gray. Uh, you know in his potential partnership with like a Troy Deeney or an Okaka. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, you know, my thoughts on Andre Gray just in general at Watford are that he provides much needed pace mm-hmm. to that team. Yep. However, that team is not set up to utilize his pace. Yeah, they exactly. are set up to utilize a Deeney. bigger, stronger lineup to try to out muscle and out. Just, 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 just outwork almost, or just overpower their opponents with size and with, and with, uh, and with, uh, with physicality. So, Andre Gray doesn't exactly fit that profile. So no, it's, not at all. Now he's big, like yeah. for somebody who's short, but like, it's his speed that you use. Correct, just like you said. Correct. And so, sorry about Daryl Yanmat too, by the way. Oh my God, <laughs> <laughs> who could have seen that coming? The curse, the curse is the curse has happened pretty early. Yeah, let's be honest. It has. Uh, and I'll even blame Trippier on you. <laughs> yeah, the fact that Trippier <laughs> won't play because they signed somebody else. Yeah. No, no, no. The injury. The injury. Oh yeah, yeah. The yeah, the injury that was you know for like a week or two, but then in the meantime they go sign somebody better than him or yeah. supposedly better than anyway. It doesn't matter. Uh, for Burnmouth and Watford, it's. It, 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 I mean, it, it's a contrast of styles, obviously, and whoever plays Watford, it's going to be likely to be a contrast of styles because not many people use a lineup that's as big as theirs. Yeah. So, you know, for Birdmouth, are they going to be able to play their prototypical style and uh, move the ball around the park and, and tire Watford out just from chasing? Yes. Uh, that That's really what it comes down to. I think that they will enough to get a goal, mm-hmm. but not many more because – you know, Marco Silva's teams are very well drilled, uh, especially defensively. Uh, but I do think that Burmuth do have the attacking prowess to, to sneak one in, and especially because Jermaine Defoe is as opportunistic as they come. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> as drilled as a Watford defense can be under Marco Silva, the, the guys actually playing there are terrible. 
like Jonas Kabul, Miguel Britos. I mean, come on. Britos yeah. of the game tying variety goal variety. Right, the offside goal time variety. Yes. Yes. Right. Was he playing? Right. Was he in a defensive position at that point? No. I think they'll be fine. There's definitely a Ryan Frazier penalty draw though coming. That they all count. No, I know. I'm just saying it's it's coming. Right. This this match, it's coming. All right. Jermaine Defoe's going to finish that one off. Uh, any injuries of note, like a Junior Stanislas, or he's out. Yeah. So that's the note. He's not playing. <laughs> it's going to be a while. Like it's. He, uh, it, it seems like it's one of these that like, they should probably just hold him out until January and like, just not let him come back earlier because it seems like he only gets like a few games back and then it's the same issues over and over again. He's like muscular leg injuries. It, I don't know. Let him small. Be. It's a it's small tissue, uh, a soft tissue soft injury. Tissue, yeah. always seems, small tissue, <laughs> uh, soft tissue injuries always seem to be a bugaboo of his. Mm-hmm. But uh, on the Watford side, everyone seems to – well, except for Daryl Yonmott, the only player that I really liked. Uh, they all seem to be uh, – you know, there's no, no real no real news of injuries. I mean, Jonas Kabul is out though, uh, so he won't he won't play. I think he's questionable. Uh, yeah, he has to pass a late fitness test according to – but who knows? Well, I, I was I, – I, I was using PremierInjuries.com, the uh, huh. dinner site. Okay, so. yeah. I was using Marco Silva's words, so. Oh, I guess that one is better. I guess, <laughs> but no, but no Roberto Pereira, but no Roberto Pereira. <clears throat> right, right. And Dini, I mean, we don't know if he'll start or not, but he should be back. He should be back, but whether that means, but especially because how well Okaka played, why risk it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, frankly, if Watford fall fall uh, get, fall that fall down, is that what I was going to say? Yikes! If Watford um, trail early, then. On starting eleven, you could always flip Dini in when he comes into the game for his match winner or equalizer. Awesome. Just saying. Yeah, there yeah. for you. Yeah, you can use one substitute to get two players to equal one good player's value. There you go. With that in mind, uh, we'll go to another game that doesn't really have a lot of single good players, and that'll be Burnley at Turf Moor taking on West Brom. Oh, Robbie Brady feels hurt now. Oh, yes, he does. Yeah, and you know who else feels hurt? Solomon Rondon. Anyway, uh, for Burnley, um, of course, coming off of that, um, uh, we have to call it an impressive three-two victory over Chelsea at uh, yeah at Stamford Bridge, a nine-man Chelsea at the, towards the end of the game, and mm-hmm. for against a ten-man Chelsea for about seventy minutes. Yep. So, uh, you know. Burnley did take their goals well. They were very opportunistic, but Chelsea still had a very good chance of tying that game uh, after being down 3-0 with only nine players. Yeah, I think some of that is that Burnley kind of took the pedal off the gas, which can happen with teams that are Burnley. How many goals do you think Sam Vokes scores this year? 12. So he's got 10 left? Sure. Okay. I see him. I don't believe that Burnley will score three goals a game. Yeah, well, it's just I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> I, I, it's the all the Sam Vokes, you know, pick him up in FPL. He's a great waiver wire target, although I would assume he was picked in most Taga leagues since he's a yeah. starting striker for somebody. And he gets aerial and he wins aerial duels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he. Uh, yeah, I, I've seen him in a few captain articles this week and I'm like, come on, like this. <laughs> talking about Sam Vokes here. Same thing with Steve Mounier. Everyone greatly overreacts to one good game. They're like, well, no, two I mean, goals I, against Chelsea. And it's like, well. 
I like Steve Mounier a lot better than I like Sam Vokes. Okay. Uh, I think Mounier has DDA Drogba like skills. Hmm. Now, I that's don't big. think he's DDA Drogba. That sounds like but... that's exactly what you said. He's the <sighs> next DDA Drogba? Is that just check You know it? what? Fine. Fine, go for it. <laughs> run, run with it. But with, for, for I mean, for Sam Vokes, he's got Sam Vokes skills. Like it's not like he has. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, like, like he'll be like he's like Glenn Murray or like you know, just one of the other run of the mill. Yeah. Kind of strikers that can you know win some aerial duels. Yep. Like, like uh, but he's not as good in the air as like Peter Crouch because he's not eight thousand. Because he's tall. not ten feet tall, right? Yeah, I think that's right. So, <clears throat> um, but you don't really like Brady. They can also like when you're doing rankings. You wouldn't even want to rank Brady. I mean, he's the taking set pieces home against West Brom. Burnley love to play at home. I Burnley also. I mean, if we're going to go by last year, Burnley never really won on the road till the end of the season. So I mean, they've already pat they've already equaled their home win total from last season. Yeah, and here we. I mean, so they're hot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Exactly. Right. I, I I also I also. I also have been burned by the Robbie Brady Burnley thing before mm. getting really behind Robbie Brady after his first game against Chelsea, even last season when he scored the goal on the set piece and then didn't play for six weeks. Would you rather Brady or Chris Brunt? Is or Matt, Matt Phillips? Phillips. Yeah, yeah. Matt Phillips is an option as well. Yeah, I mean, I, it's tough. I mean, that's where he is. I think that's the ranking. What ahead of both of them? It's it's splitting hairs. It's personal preference. Okay. I mean, they're in the same tier, is what I'm trying to say. Right. I, I you know, I'm, not, I'm not I'm not going to get mad at someone who ranks Robbie Brady right above those two, or or if someone ranks one of the two West Brom guys ahead. It just I'm not going to split hairs like that because it's all so close, is what I'm trying to say. Okay, I might play Brady in starting eleven against you. Uh, that's you fine. That. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> That'll be your differential player. Yeah. That's go. Go 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 for it. Is all I can say. Done. Okay. Um, is there anything to get excited about on the West on the West Brom side? Excuse me. N- no. I disagree. Okay. I think Jay Rodriguez looked really good. Okay. Like he got he got a little snake bit in terms of you know missing good chances, but if he continues to be in those spots, I think he'll score. You know, I'll put it this way: I think he'll be at the same goal total as Sam Vokes. Oh, okay. Okay. As long, I mean, as long they, as he's... Are they ahead of or behind the next Didier Drogba? <laughs> I mean, I if think... you think that's going away, you, you are <laughs> sorely mistaken. <laughs> I mean, I put Mounier in the same tier as them, but Mounier has skills, but okay. he has a higher ceiling is my point. Okay, okay. But, yeah, and, and Mounier has what competition? for that job yeah no i know i get it so it's it's a very stable job and he has really i think he has good skills that's all okay Okay. you know if i'm not trying to say he's going to score 20 goals i think you know the 12 to 15 range is very doable yeah okay are you um interested in the johnny evans to man city talk I mean, I've, I'm interested in the fact that I read about it, but I'm not going to say that I'm going to jump on the Johnny Evans bandwagon for him getting any playing time at City. The, the funny, like, clickbait tweet that I saw about it was, um, did Manchester United give up on Johnny Evans too early? And nope. it's like, what? <laughs> Who are we that talking they, about? 
Do they also see Johnny Evans put in own goal after own goal at Manchester United? Like, he's, he scored way more for uh, the other team. Yeah, than... I mean, he's 29, too. Like, he'll turn 30 in January. And like, Who was that, the Sun? Uh, I don't think it was the Sun. Because, like, they are I'm not sure, I don't even follow the Sun on Twitter. So, like, I can't. That wouldn't have come up anywhere. But, um, yeah, this whole, like, did they give up to it? Like, he wouldn't sniff the field at Man United now like what is this idea that like oh they gave up they could be playing him now like no yeah. no they, did they give up too early on a mid-table defender who somehow helps a mid-table team be mid-table right right he's in the perfect situation for for himself yeah. right now yeah that'd be like saying did they give up too early on Darren Fletcher <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh <laughs> I really wish we were transitioning to the Darren Fletcher game, but we're not. No. We are transitioning to Steve Mounier, the next DDA Jogba, who travels is. to Leicester to take on uh, apparently the Jamie Vardy of two years ago, uh, who I absolutely dismissed this entire season, Riyad mm-hmm. Mahrez and the rest of Leicester uh, at the uh, – at the uh, what is it? The King Power, the KP. There we go. The KC is for Hull and the KP is for Leicester. That's right. Uh, so Brighton travel there uh, and – a lot of good things to draw from both teams from their week one performances. Brighton, they did, you know, you know what? I have to backtrack here. Because Steve, Steve Mooney, Mooney doesn't is not play for it. You, you did that last week, too. I know. I did it last week. That's the, it's, the, it's the blue and white stripes. They always get me. Uh, anyway, it's not Steve Mooney's Brighton. No. It's Steve Mooney's Huddersfield who play against Newcastle. We'll talk about later. But for Brighton, uh, they did hold out nicely against Manchester City last week. Uh, and it's a nice uh, they, they held out nicely until the 70th minute, and then they gave up an own goal and then another one on top. But uh, for, for Leicester, they also held out for – no, that held out. They led Arsenal twice. You know, I, I want to I, – I, my, my whole line about last week, the opening game for Leicester and Arsenal, it was the prototypical Arsenal game except Arsenal won. Um, they usually win those at home though. Those, those games, guys. those games against mid-table sides where they fall behind, like they tend to win those. It's when they get blasted by Man City at the Emirates or something. Now that I've said that, I'm sure they've never lost there. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it. What was a little weird to me was when Leicester went up three-two. Uh, they took off uh, Matty James, who was like not a great player, but he's like a defensive player, and they brought on Kalechi Iannaccio. And they proceeded to give up two goals in two minutes. Like, if you're leading in, like, the 70th minute, what are you doing taking a defensive midfielder off? Maybe he was gas. Then what are you doing putting Iannaccio on and not just another defensive-minded player? Uh, I, the idea I'm they were going to score three more times? Like, come on. It's, it's very match-fixy. Very match-fixy. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> But Okazaki uh, scoring so early kind of ruins every, yeah, clouds every, things. A everyone bit. who has Ianacho is like, oh god, damn yeah, it. yeah, yeah. And and Okazaki could have had a second. Yeah, he could have. He was very close to getting a second. Yeah. So it was. But just... he didn't score again because he's Shinji Okazaki. But Mares looked pretty good. Mares looked looks good. Looks like somebody who's and, and out the Jamie door. Vardy scored on a set piece. What the? What's yeah. going on? <laughs> like, well, that's Jamie, Arsenal. It's I mean, anybody can score on a set piece. Yeah. I mean, the first Jamie Vardy goal where he just like scissor kicked it in from two yards away, like mm-hmm. that's 
you know, that was just a really good cross from, of course, Mark Albrighton, who I can't stand is still starting over Demerai Gray. <laughs> so it's just, it was just like the like total apocalypse scenario for me. Yeah. Yep. Harry Maguire got an assist. Yeah, actually, I really like Harry Maguire this week. Yeah, of course. Of course. I, I like him this week, especially, you know, getting a goal. I saw, I mean, Brighton, you know, they were valiant in the defense that they kept City out, but City were dominating. Yeah. And Gabriel Jesus scored like four offside goals. Yep. One of them, which was not offside. <laughs> and the, the, it, it, Brighton just, to me, Brighton are going to have a tough time with, you know, any kind of set pieces. If they're going to let Leicester have the ball and, you know, really attack and get some set pieces. I, I love Harry Maguire in that scenario. Totally agree. I mean, he's got great clean sheet odds too, so. Yeah, yeah, and it's a home game. Yeah, you, you got to like the Leicester center back options this week. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then the Steve Mounier, Les Brighton, uh, the Gulls, uh, you know, is there anyone that you like particularly going into this one, like a Knockart or anybody? Yeah, I was going to say, Knockart I, uh, played off the bench last week after recovering from an injury, so I assume – He'll get plenty of starting consideration. Pascal Gross was taking most of the set pieces when he was um, before Knockart came on. I mean, Davy Proper is a decent player that they got from PSV, so uh, I think we'll we'll talk about them more in when they're home against West Ham than we are at Leicester. Yeah, I don't think those two games are vastly different, but yeah, I think everyone's kind of taking a lot away from uh, beginning of the year performance. Uh, for Leicester, but I do, I do like them again this week, but I don't think that Leicester are this, you know, like the team they were two years ago or anything close to being anything other than a lower mid-table team. Um, You don't think they could finish like eighth? No. Okay. No, not even close. Not even close? Wow. No. Okay. If they get the 10th, I'll be surprised. Okay. I think they like 12th than, last year? I think they're, yeah, great, that's my point. I yeah. think they're more, I think they're worse than last year. I think oh, you think they're be, worse than last year? Okay. Yeah, I think they're going to be more like 13-14. Okay. Like lower mid-table. Okay. I don't think they'll be in the relegation battle, but I think they'll be just above that. Okay. But, yeah, and there's really not much excitement as far as offensive prospects from Brighton, if especially if uh, if Knockhart does not start. Right. If only they had Steve Mounier. If, oh my God. Yep. yep. We'll get it. We'll get it. Still early. Steve Mounier, the, the player I like so much, he's my next Phil Bardsley, and then I don't know what team he's on. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. Liverpool are at home against Crystal Palace. Good God, did Crystal Palace look bad, and good God, did Liverpool's defense look bad. Yeah. Speaking so, of Steve Mounier. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. <laughs> there was your transition to Mounier, at least. Stop, 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 stop. Crystal Palace, uh, they have one player who this would be a nice ultimate revenge game. I'm surprised you haven't brought it up yet. Uh, well, we haven't talked about it yet. We haven't gotten well, this I, game yet. It doesn't matter. <clears throat> this is the this is the perfect way. This is the perfect uh, revenge game for you. And I think he's actually in a good situation. in Christian Benteke traveling back to Anfield here. Christian Benteke uh, scored more goals against Liverpool than any other team in his career. Yeah, that's because Aston Villa had a had a couple of games against Liverpool. Well, they have just as many as anybody else when he was there. I get it. But yeah, I get he, it. Uh, no Wilfred Zaha. I think is a total game changer for Crystal Palace. And I want no part of any of them, even at Liverpool, who are horrific defensively. So you believe that Wilf Zaha is the catalyst of this offense? I do. And there's no and there's no offense without him. I, I think it's completely different without him, and I don't think they know how to do that yet. I think I you know it's two things here. Um, if 
So Frank DeBoer wants to play expansive, you know, have the ball football like the the Dutch way, right? Yep. Which, by the way, is not a very good way right now when you consider international play for the Dutch and how right. badly they're doing in qualifying. Right. However, uh, if they decide to continue that route, I agree with you. However, if they go with the more Sam Allardyce route and be more pragmatic with their play, they do have two players that could play out wide that can provide the service to one Christian Benteke. And if there's one thing that we learned against Liverpool is that they do not do well against set pieces, even still to this day, after mm-hmm. learning all their lessons from last year, they still gave up two set piece goals. I think the the corner, the number of corners at least, will not be as plentiful for Crystal Palace. Like, I don't think they're going to attack enough to, to win corners to get Patrick Van Aanholt to get a set piece opportunity maybe they'll foul them out wide but i just don't i just don't see enough from crystal palace with the way that they're going to probably line up where like where are you getting your fantasy like you think it's just going to be van onholt lumping in ball i mean andrews towns didn't even start last week well i'm not sure he's starting this week there's a lineup spot open now for for andrews towns and if he does start uh, Luca, if we, if we, I'm just going to call him Luca from for this for right now. <laughs> Mili Mili Jovovich. Yeah, sure. I also, anyway, yes, him. Uh, he has the opportunity to potentially, you know, make some, you know, make some noise is the way that I wanted to put it, but that's such a just a random cliche term. But it's more about. Uh, it's more about the opportunity of someone taking those touches and making them productive. And I think that the person who can do that is Andros Townsend, but only if they make that decision to be more pragmatic and start sending in crosses rather than just trying to play fancy football and pass the ball around. I think he's way too, um, he's way too much of a liability defensively against Liverpool to start. I think that's why he didn't start last week. I mean, fair enough. I'm not going to try and argue that point. He's not a good defensive player, mm-hmm. but I mean that's not what he is. It's, it's not like we're crapping on a defender for being poor de- defending. But when you play Liverpool at Anfield, I don't think you can expect to go in there and kind of try to keep up with them. And Townsend starting is doing that in my mind, oh, at least. Yeah. Well, which what would you do? Play both uh, Joel Ward and Timothy Fosu Mensa? Uh, I mean, they did last week. Why not? That could be the way they go. But on the Liverpool side, uh, unlikely Coutinho plays. He's out. Yeah. So, so, I mean, no Coutinho. And then you have – I mean, Mane looked great. Not surprising. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mo Salah scored a goal late off the tremendous chip uh, from, uh, from Roberto Firmino, I believe it was. Uh, sounds about right. Yes, it was. Either- <clears throat> Firmino clearly going to goal. And yeah. so I don't think it was going in, though. It, it, whatever it was, it, it, it was it, it looked it looked fun. Yes. <laughs> it looked fun to both both set up and to convert. Yep. Uh, though that front three looked like it was clicking very well in week one, which is a good thing because they'll have more time together, obviously. Yeah. What gets me uh, about the Coutinho thing is everyone's like. Like. The attack without Coutinho is fine. Is like good enough to finish in the top four. Like they're horrible defensively, and everyone's like, "Oh, we can't lose Coutinho." And it's like, you should definitely sell Coutinho and buy some defenders. How about that? Yeah, like a Virgil Van Dyke. I've heard he's available. Yeah, just the opposite. You've heard he's not <laughs> well, available. Well, 
<laughs> but a hundred we'll million, hundred million we euros get, from Barcelona will, would surely help that. We will get to Southampton in a minute, I promise. Uh, but I'm surprised that James Milner is not playing in the center of midfield. Uh, who is he better than of Emery Chan, Jorginho Wijnaldum, and Jordan Henderson? <sighs> it's like th- I mean, that is that is a great point. <laughs> He's not better than any of them, and he is not a left back. Uh, Alberto Moreno's skills at left back are also a bit questionable. You know who is? But... You know who is a left back? Andrew Robertson. Oh yeah, sure, sure. Why? As soon as he gets into the eighteen, I'm sure he'll be considered for the eleven, but. Uh, maybe he's just working on his fitness. That's all. I, I'm. It's embarrassing that I call it like I call him like if he gets the job a top ten defender and then he doesn't get in the eighteen. Yeah, well, you get excited it's, sometimes. Andrew Robertson is the truth. He's really good. I mean, he's not going to get clean sheets. Planting a flag on Andy Robertson. Yes, Andy Robertson and Kieran Trippier. If you give me both of those guys on either side of a back four or a back five, I'm I. I I don't know what I would do. I would, uh, would I, I, I'd have, a me- I'd have a mess to clean up basically. <laughs> oh God. Anyway, that's why James Milner doesn't start. Um, but he might, I mean, they played uh, a champions league take- midweek, so there could be a lineup shuffle. You know, we could see Solanke get a start or there. Sturridge is back. So they have plenty of pieces to, to kind of shuffle around with the quick turnaround in games. And they're playing a team that is horrific defensively. Well, maybe not horrific, but, they should be able to walk all over Crystal Palace, even if they don't start two of Mane, Salah, and Firmino. Uh, I anticipate they will, though. I agree. All right. You start your Liverpool options, basically. Mm-hmm. Breaking breaking news and standing on really thin limbs. Who do you think is the best Palace option? In what format? All of them. Benteke? If I took the average of all of them, mm. okay. Simply because if they score, I think it's going to be him. Sure. And Liverpool tend to give up goals. Okay. Especially on set pieces where Christian Benteke can be pretty powerful and useful. Yeah. Yep. All right, Southampton, uh, who were recently purchased or yes. uh, recently, yeah, so the Taking new over. Chinese new Chinese investment, uh, uh, and they're trying to convince Virgil Van Dyke to stay with this new financial investment into the club. Uh, do you think that works, Andrew? No. no. Okay. He's gone. Good. All right. Fantastic. So they are at St. Mary's taking on West Ham, who looked absolutely pitiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, they looked like they should be in the championship already. And it doesn't. Week. And it wasn't just because of United. Like obviously they were playing a title favorite, and so it's tough to open your season that way. But yeah, they looked really bad. And they start off the year away from home for three weeks because yeah. I think some kind of Olympic thing going on. Right. Uh, or anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, the London Stadium is being used for other London activities. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's a good thing because I don't think they'd want to be returning to a home crowd right now because they they look embarrassing. They, I, think they look it, embarrassing. I think it would be yeah. better coming back now than in week game week four when they're 0-3 and I'm giving up 14 goals, but I mean, I mean, I don't think. I mean, if if that's the case, I don't think Slavin Bilic is there to manage the team for the first home game. It's possible. I mean, he was on the hot seat a bit last year too. So yep, yeah, and team, and they put in and significant West Ham, investment and have gotten yep. nothing out of it yet. Yeah, that that's that's the key. Uh, they've they they've had this money come in recently, and now they've you know, they need to see the results from that money, and so far it has not come. Yeah, I mean, I think Chicharito was a, was a great buy, but. 
Arnautovic, I'm not sure what he brings when they already had Antonio who can do everything that Arnautovic can do. He can't dribble as well. Antonio? Yeah. Um, I, I would argue that because of his speed, he can just blow by people, though. That's true. That's true. But he doesn't have the ability to face a defender up and break him down that Arnautovic can do. Uh, can. I would even say has done. I'm not sure can do is. You're giving. I think you're giving him a little too much credit. All right. I did see a video of Antonio playing in like a U23 game, which theoretically, age-wise, he could be playing in, but he looked like he was playing against like children. Yeah. He was just blo- like blowing by people. <laughs> uh, it's the inverse of the Paulinho video of him dribbling oh. by himself and just, it didn't go very well. Poor Paulinho. What a waste. Oh my God, what a waste of money. Anyway, uh, it, well, when you start your Fantasy La Liga podcast, you can talk about him more. Sure. Uh, I could have a full Fantasy La Liga podcast and never talk about Paulino. <laughs> that's good. I right. think that's a good thing. Yeah, I think um, there but, are at least six reliable fantasy options from Southampton. I was just about to say, who do you think your top one is? And I'm pretty sure you're going to say James Ward Powers. Um, I think... Um, uh, I also have a very funny feeling that he's in your starting 11. Uh, he was until I had to change him for Robbie Brady. Um, but yeah, I do like uh, Ward Powers. Uh, Tadic, I think you could l- look at. Cedric and Bertrand are easy plays. Oh, yeah, we rank them. We all rank them very high. Yeah, Forster, too. Um, yep. I would love to see Charlie Austin get a start, but even if he doesn't, Gabby Adini, you, you wouldn't hear anything from me negatively if you started him. Uh, I always stay away from Nathan Redmond, but people like him. Uh, Sofian Buffal. Uh, I will never have Buffal, but sure, go right ahead. And Oriol Romeo had five chances created last week. Yeah. I mean, this team is just packed did, with fantasy. Did Chelsea give up on Oriol Romeo Yeah, too that's early? right. Did they give up? <laughs> and Ryan Bertrand. It's a whole team of two earlies that Chelsea are regretting. Yep. Yep. Um, so... Yeah, like everyone, it's it's you will find more people that you like than you don't like on Southampton. People like Yoshida Agreed. and Stevens and FPL because they're cheap, and do, do, nobody do should you know, ever have Stephen Davis. I was just about to say that. Do yeah. you know who's the one option that everyone should hate? Yeah, it's Stephen, Stephen Davis. Davis. Yep. Oh god, I'm so cl- I'm so glad we're in sync already. We're in mid-season form. Oh yeah. Is there is there anyone on West Ham that you would consider playing in any format in this game? Let's just say if Mikel Antonio does not play. Uh, I am stuck start. with Chicharito in at least one Taga league, so I will be starting him there. But in any option where I have a, cho- a choice, I likely will not play anybody from West Ham. No. I think Chicharito is probably the only West Ham guy. Uh, I have Lanzini, but he's obviously out. So, um, But no, I wouldn't want anybody from West Ham. Me neither. Pass. Yeah. Okay, let's get to the final game of the Saturday slate here. We have Stoke at the bet 365 taking on your Arsenal. Uh, you got to love the Arsenal options, and I'm going to give you a nice little hidden feature here that I think is going to play a big factor this season, potentially. Okay. The bet 365 has gone under a renovation over the, over the offseason, mm. and it was to fill in one of the corners uh, with, with stands so people can Ooh, sit there. Not, not as much wind? Bingo. Mm, interesting. So something to look out for as the season progresses. If the bet 365 is not as much of a horrific uh, place uh, to be. Correct. In December. <laughs> correct. 
Arsenal got lucky getting to play Stoke in August, though. I don't. I, I didn't look at the whether there's four raindrops or anything like that for the weather <laughs> forecast this right. week, but uh, it's something to. I'm just saying, as the season progresses, because we focus on season long here. Keep a lookout for that just to see if, you know, there's not as much com- complaints about the wind and stuff like that. Hmm. Okay. Um, uh-oh. Scattered showers. 62 degrees. That's Fahrenheit, obviously. I mean, if, I was, if that was That would be really hot. If that was centigrade, they'd be dead. They'd be really hot. <laughs> 17 degrees. Yeah, that would be like 140-something degrees. No, more. It'd be yeah. like 100. It'd be 150 degrees. Be, anyway. It would just get them ready for the 2022 World Cup. Exactly. Uh, I burn the literally the <laughs> Danny Welbeck um, thing is there. So Welbeck scored last week. Didn't look particularly great. The goal he scored was he he basically like tripped into his goal. And but Olivier Giroud scored off the bench, scored the match winner. So I wonder if they could play Lacazette and Giroud together. Uh, Granite Xhaka was awesome. Uh, I think he will, he may have to play a little more defensively this week if Aaron Ramsey starts next to him instead of Mohamed El Neni, who also looked pretty good. And we keep having to see if they're going to stay with this, um, back three or not, because, uh, it seems to me that Arsene Wenger hates doing it, even though it's theoretically working, but, uh, I think Mustafi is back. Oh, Mustafi didn't play last week. I think he'll start this week. And it's just a matter of whether he starts for Nacho Monreal or Rob Holding. Holding is the only true center back they started last week because they started Monreal and Kolasinic back there. And it would just be Wenger to like take out the to to stay with just one true center back in a back three. <laughs> and I love Lacazette. Yep, I love Lacazette as well. Uh, I love that he celebrated his headed goal before it went in. <laughs> and then they claimed it wasn't even a celebration. Like, right. no, his hands were up in like the like the like the Jesus pose, like long before the ball went in. Jesus pose. That's what it is. He just. <laughs> Do you think he wasn't celebrating because it was against his boyhood? Oh wait, no, it wasn't it. Sorry, never mind. No, no. <laughs> did you see what I did? You see that tweet about Matty James starting for Leicester? By the way, no. I, so they announced their lineup and it was all last names. And so I saw James in Leicester and I immediately was taken back to our joke last year about how they were, how Real Madrid was going to do a Mares for James Rodriguez switch. Uh, and like, that was what the lineup would look like. Yeah. I read it. I literally read it as James. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my God, what is this? I was like, Oh, Maddie James. That's not James Rodriguez. He well, plays for Bayern he, Munich actually. I guess, I guess, I guess when he plays well, we can call him Maddie James. Right. I, I definitely will. Definitely. Uh, all right. Uh, but Stoke... I won't hold my breath. Yeah, Stoke are really, really bad. Uh, they did add Jesse Rodriguez from PSG, which sounds really great. I mean, because he was, like, by way of Real Madrid, and you're like, whoa, that's a big one. But like He, he wasn't was, good enough to play at either one of those two He places. was horrible at Real Madrid, yeah. He um, went to PSG for 22 million pounds, I, I believe. Maybe it was euros, which for them is, like, 2 million euros. And... Then I believe he was on loan last year at Las Palmas for the second half of the year and was like okay there. I have no idea why he wanted to play at Stoke. Because they said yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's I guess. really it. I guess. I mean, but hey, that's good business on them. Uh, 
getting rid of Arnautovic and then bringing in basically the same guy. Yeah. Well, they also brought in. Um, uh, I'm and they also up. they also they also got rid of uh, Joselu as well. Right. Um, which is fine. Everyone was like, "Wow, five million pounds doesn't seem like that much." I'm like, "Who are we talking about?" I mean, like, <laughs> really? <laughs> How much should he get? Um, they have Eric Maxim Chopu Motang, Motang, yep. who went, who was at Schalke, I believe, last year. Correct. Who is okay? He will play a little bit. Um, I hope that one of them displaces Berahino so that we could stop pretending like Berahino yes. is a guy. Yes, please. Um, please and thank you. That would be great. It's. I, I just. Uh, but, I mean, obviously, he he must be one of these players that. Uh, that does a lot that doesn't show up on a stat sheet. Admittedly, I don't watch a lot of Stoke. Um, and when I do watch Stoke, Saito Barahino is just invisible. Yeah. It, it, the best part about the Stoke, well, the, the, I projected Stoke front three of Hesse on one side, Shakiri on another side, and Chopu Motang on the inside, in the center. Mm-hmm. The, you know, that's an all, that's a, that's a Scrabble all-star set of forward. <laughs> I mean, you have all your high letters in there. You have the X in there. You've got a Q in there. You've yeah. got a J in there. I mean, you've got everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a K. That's another high one. Yeah. You, I mean, you got, you got everything. Oh, if you got Boyan in there somewhere, you get, no, there's your J no, and your two Ks. No, 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 I don't like Boyan. Okay. <laughs> anyway, for Stoke and We've talked way too much about Stoke. They have no value in this game against Arsenal, correct? I don't see it. Arsenal were so bad defensively last week, and yet I still don't. I just don't see how Stoke consistently scores this year. That's going to be their problem. What I was trying to say with with uh, with Leicester la- uh, last week, right? Yeah, but Leicester, <laughs> like, who's the twenty goal scorer from Stoke? Who's the fifteen goal scorer from Stoke? Like. Jamie Vardy and Mares will always. Joe Allen. Exactly. Exactly. Darren Fletcher. Proving Did to Manchester United, United give up too early? Yeah, yeah. Who knew he had this attacking streak in him that allowed him to score twelve goals? So in the EFSA, in our auction, when I, I left the auction like a half an hour early, and there are two auto picks that were made for me that I decided to drop because I didn't want to spend the two dollars on them. It was Darren Fletcher and Stephen Ward. Mm. Man, that would have been helpful last Bummer. week. Bummer. <laughs> it's okay. I still won anyway. Yeah. To when Jordan Pickford scores. Did Fletcher, like do anything? Fletcher didn't really do anything, though. No, didn't he get an assist? No. They didn't score last week. Never mind. Yeah, no. Hey, either way, uh, I, I don't know. He, did, he, just scored, he just scored a decent amount of points. So. Oh. Hmm. In EFs of scoring, yeah. he did. I still don't even know what the scoring categories are. Whatever. It does, it does matter, but... I won, and that's really all that mattered to there me. There you go. Anyway, for Arsenal, you like all your options. Uh, do you? Would you like a Welbeck again this week? No, if... no, no, no. I, there, okay. There's Welbeck usually is not in my top five. Okay. So it, not but, this week. So, you know, do, do you think Mesut Ozil plays? Yes. Uh, I think it's Lacazette, Ozil. Um, you can make a case for Xhaka because he was taking free kicks. Oxley chamberlain was awesome last week, enough that I think they're going to keep him around. And depending on where Kolasinic lines up, if he's in the... I mean, he got an assist last week as a center back, but he's very much a... Yeah, he was a center back that was playing center forward at the time because they were losing. <laughs> um, 
it wasn't quite that much, but he he's very adventurous with the ball, regardless of where he plays, which will absolutely burn them at some point. But I think he he's a little more involved center back than than people will think, and it's because he's not a center back. It's one of those where he'll do this like long run into the box, and then he'll pass it, and then there will be that look on his face like, "Oh no, <laughs> I'm not supposed to be here." Yeah, exactly. And then they score on the counter. <laughs> Except Stoke, it won't be this week because Stoke has nobody who can score on the counter. That's not true. They got Hesse. Right, right. <laughs> All right. Before we get to uh, before we get to the Sunday and Monday games here, uh, we've been talking about this starting eleven thing. Uh, you know, do you have them in your starting eleven? Blah 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 blah. So why don't you tell them a little bit more about what we're actually talking about here? Yeah. So starting eleven is a new DFS game. It's uh, on the uh, you can find it in iOS or the Android app stores. Um, you can find it online at starting11.io. That's their website. And the the great thing about Starting 11 is that you can make substitutions kind of mid-match. So if somebody gets hurt on your team, instead of just having him finish with one point, you can actually sub him out for another player uh, in any game that's going on at that moment. I tried to trick the system early on last week when I was taking some Chelsea player off because they were down to 10 men and I wanted to grab a Man City guy because they were playing in the later game, but they were too smart for me. But anyway, if so that's the situation. If you are playing a, a guy on your team whose team goes down to 10 men or he gets hurt or somebody else gets hurt and you don't think he's going to play as well, you can sub him off for Steve Mounier if you want. And so, um, you know, the, everything is live on the app. <clears throat> you can do head-to-head. They have a bunch of 50-50s. Uh, they are all free games right now because they're just basically wanting people to play the game to get used to it before they uh, start playing for money. But you can play right now. You can challenge Mike and I. We play a a weekly one um, every week. We don't have to talk about the results from last week, but Mike will bring it up anyway. But that's it. So starting 11, you can search the Apple uh, or Android device or uh, stores. I I don't even have an Android phone, so I don't even know what they call that. Is it the Google Play? App Store. The App Store. Just say the App Store. The App Store. All right. Go to the App Store, search Starting 11 Fantasy. You can also just go to their website, and they have links right there. So come join Mike and I and play on Starting 11. You can make live substitutions. It's great. That's the key. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed the one thing is that there's no salary cap. I apologize for that. So it's very close to the kind of the Taga Perfect 11 idea, and so the no – salary cap really opens up what you can do yeah and you know what we didn't go through our lineups last week because we had the fpl lineups to do i do want to go through our lineups this week because we we probably will change them come saturday so we'll go through our lineups also at the end here just to see what and this would this would also work well for like a perfect 11 too so you can apply this lineup to like what we think would be good for perfect 11 as well because it's 442 and uh, we'll get to that a little bit later on in the show also because we can give away who our lineups are right now but it doesn't matter because with the three substitutions it can change anyway Hmm. you can play any any formation you want in this one not in perfect 11 though you didn't know that did you I just opened up your world. It blew my mind. Just... <laughs> it's going to be really a lot of, did... lot of red on the on the card this week. <laughs> uh... Steve Mounier. Is it time? It's time. It's time. Can we actually talk about it? Let's him? do it. He's on Newcastle, right? Not quite. Oh, damn. He's on Huddersfield, isn't he? Yep. Oh, okay. He's not even going to well, be Huddersfield... in Newcastle. <laughs> I know. Huddersfield are at home at the... 
John Smith Stadium. Hmm. God, I love that. Yeah, not yeah. any, not a John Smith, not one of the most popular John Smiths. No, the John Smith Stadium, and right. with an apostrophe. The apostrophe S, well. S is the. <laughs> it's really the best part. Yes. Who is John Smith? <laughs> and start like, the club. Like, what I think is interesting. It's not only do they categorize him as a singular entity, as as in the the. They also put the possessive apostrophe S at the end for the stadium, like as like it's so it's totally redundant. Like if, if you're saying it's the John Smith, you're talking about one John Smith. But when you also say John Smiths, it's also like a like a possessive to to one person. So you're saying a, a, a singular twice. Is Grammatic, there a the? Well, it's yeah. I think it's the John Smiths Stadium. Oh, really? That's silly. It's just uh, you know the grammar hammer in me thinks that it's rather redundant. Sounds it. Yeah. That's my analysis on Huddersfield. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so we have Newcastle, the John Joe, the John Joe Shelfie lists Newcastle traveling to Huddersfield. Take on the hottest team in the Premier League in Huddersfield, the Terriers. Uh, there's no way they repeat their 2-0 performances. They're like, they, they've got a, they, 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 I think everyone is like way too high on Huddersfield and way too low on Newcastle. I believe that's what you would think. Yes. So you disagree? Uh, I think they could do it again, for sure. For sure. Why not? Newcastle's that great? Without their captain? <laughs> Weren't we talking last week about how Shelby was captain because he's now more mature and there he is sent off in his first game I think, back? I think I also said that he's a red card waiting to happen. Yeah, of course. Of course. That's the only thing I got right. And unfortunately, he's on like all my teams. It um, It was so dumb, too. Like, he, like, stomped on somebody's foot directly in front of the ref. Like, what are you yeah, thinking? I, I had two players last week with negative five points oh. on almost every team. Fabregas, he too? And, and Peter Check. Oh, Check. Yeah, Check had a bad game. But anyway, Thank uh, you. I don't see why you think Huddersfield cannot score against Newcastle. It's not that I'm saying they can't score, but everyone's assuming that Newcastle are just this, you know, completely lost ship, and I don't agree with that. Who is going to score for Newcastle? I'll tell you who it won't be. It John won't Joe be Schultz. Dwight. No, Dwight Gale. Right. So if it's not Gale, it's probably not Mitrovic, probably not AOZ Perez. You're relying I, on a free kick goal from Matt Ritchie. Or just like a random bundle over the line from somebody. Yeah, like, that, that's what you're relying on. That's it could be a set piece. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying that this is supposed to, like, this is like going to be like a 3-3 three, like three, three affair or anything, but I think this game is going to be rather boring to watch. I think it's going to be like a nil-nil, one-one type of affair. I'm not saying that Newcastle should win this game, but I'm saying that everyone is really like, like when everyone is zigging towards a Huddersfield town, I'm gonna zag the other way. Okay. Because I just I, I'm not gonna believe the hype after one game, after one game against a team that we now are saying this week are one of the worst defensive teams, right? In Crystal Palace. Yes. Yeah. So because of Huddersfield, though. I don't know. I, the, the way I'm looking at it is fantasy-wise, I'm guessing we still consider... I'm not sure I could consider Richie the best option from this game. But, like, I don't think you're taking anyone after Richie. Right? Whereas on Huddersfield, you're thinking about Mounier. Aaron Mui looked pretty good. Casey Palmer even took some set pieces. People will convince themselves about Tom Ince. Even Kachunga, even though he didn't even take a shot last week. The fullbacks are pretty People good. I like his name. Yeah. That's probably it. But like Lowe and Smith are pretty good. 
I don't even know why Zanka has a nickname of Zanka, but why not? Like, who are you taking from Newcastle other than Richie? Atsu. Ugh. Of course, <laughs> did, did, of Chelsea course. Get, did Chelsea get up too fast on Atsu? <laughs> I actually don't mind AOZ Perez at all. I think he's a. I think he, of all the forwards, is the most Premier League-ready forward for Newcastle. But that will be their bugaboo, is that they don't have a legitimate Premier League forward. Yeah. And that's why I'm, I mean, I, I'm very much on the Huddersfield side for this one. I mean, didn't Newcastle just get Joselu? <laughs> You're right. My bad. Newcastle three, <laughs> Huddersfield zero. <laughs> no, he needs time to gel. He needs time to gel. Get the team chemistry going first. But no, in all serious, in all seriousness, um, for Newcastle, I still have the image in my head that they're a big club because of the size of the stadium Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. just and their following in the Northeast. But I just I think they need just like you said, they need a a reliable Premier League goal scorer and they don't have that. Not at the current moment in time. Right. And Steve (laughs) Mounier appears like he could play that role. I still I'm still going to take Newcastle for the draw. Okay. Scoreless? And you're uh, one one max. Okay. I don't think it'll be a high scoring game. Okay. And what are you saying? Um, I don't think it's gonna be high scoring either. But I don't think Newcastle scores. I think it's one nothing Huddersfield. Maybe two nothing. But probably I'll, they, I'll stay with one. Would it be a comfortable one, or do you think it's yes. gonna be like? Yeah. A, a... Yeah. Interesting. All right. I yeah. How did I, they do just... against each other last year? That's probably something we should have looked up. I mean, we could look it up now, but Oof. sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> well, let me preview the big game of Sunday, and then you can just give this as a little stinger before we get into it. Here, I already, so Spurs, I already, have, it. I already have it. Fantastic. I've delayed long enough. Go August, ahead. August 13th, Huddersfield to Newcastle 1 at Newcastle. And then March 4th, Newcastle 3, Huddersfield 1 at Huddersfield. I rest by... <laughs> <laughs> but it was, a, it was a Dwight Gale hat trick, though. What do you do about that? I made that up. Well, actually, it might be true. It might be true but... If I say if that was true, then I'm going to be like, oh, never mind. You yeah, win. Right. <laughs> uh, anyway. Just, Dwight Gale is this year's Solomon Rondon for me. Like, okay. every, like Anyone who gets excited about Solomon Rondon, I laugh at you. Okay. So I'm going to do the same thing about Dwight Gale this season. Excellent. Okay. All right. The big game of the weekend. It is a London derby. It is at Wembley while White Hart Lane is under uh, construction here. It is going to be uh, Tottenham technically at home against Chelsea. Uh, Everyone high on Chelsea. Everyone low. uh, Sorry. Everyone high on Spurs and low on Chelsea with good reason. Uh, I do just want to remind everyone that Chelsea did not start out the year very well last season either. Mm. With that in mind, they did not have like five players injured or not playing. (laughs) Uh, correct. The, how do you think Chelsea lines up? Three, four, three. And who plays in Fabregas's spot? David Luiz. Wow. Okay. So the back three is who though? Rudiger. Christensen. Christensen. Oh. Rudiger. Espilicueta. Espilicueta. Gross. Right. <laughs> correct. <clears throat> and that's what I, I, I talked about Andreas Christensen slightly earlier. He looks lost in a yeah. back three. That's why Just, I, I don't think they can. I don't think they a, can a total that. fish out of water. Do they have a holding midfielder 
like a teenage holding midfielder? Yeah, they can use one of the Musunda brothers. But I don't think they will. Yeah, I seriously one think was on it's the bench though, right? Correct, Charlie. Yeah, I think uh, he'll start. Well, if, instead if of Boga. Be, well, it, I mean, if, if Pedro doesn't play, Pedro's out. Yeah, I, I mean, what? I think that he has a late fitness. They, uh, last time I read it was a late fitness test, but that was a couple days ago. Okay. But either way, let's just assume oh, that you know Pedro... who's in contention is Bakayoko. Yeah. There you go. He could but start. He could. I mean, he could start, but but you know, let's just. There's a lot of people that can be. Pedro could Pedro could or could not start. Bakayoko could or could not start. We definitely know that Gary Cahill is suspended. We definitely know that Seth Fabregas is suspended. We definitely know that Eden Hazard is out, and we definitely know that Diego Costa has been just whatever yeah, he's, done. he's been in Brazil. So that's six players from last year's team that were pretty important, right? Yep. You say. So that's more than half of the starting 11. So they are starting out this season not in the ideal terms. Yep. Right? Agreed. So, you know, this game, regardless of who plays, you know, it's not going to be played at full strength for Chelsea, but it will be played at full strength for Spurs. I think this is much more of a Spurs have to show that they can dominate against the lesser Chelsea. And when they've, you know, they, they, they've shown the ability to do so, but the results haven't always come their way. But they, ha- they have, but not always. I, I, I hearken back to last year's 2-1 FA Cup semifinal, for example. Do you think Spurs play more defensively? No, absolutely not, especially yeah. not at Wembley where the pitch is so big. They can definitely press that Chelsea back line and force them into mistakes. If they do that, I believe that they'll crush Chelsea. Crush them? Crush them. Wow. Because okay. that, Especially because with no Cahill, and if you're going to be asking Christensen to play out, the, play out of the back smartly, or if you're going to be asking uh, Victor Moses to constantly be playing defense, which is a, definitely not a great sight, uh, you, you could run into problems. And then, depending on who you have in the central midfield, if it's Bakayoko and if it's and if it's Conte, then I think you have a Chelsea has a better chance. But let's say it's not, right? Let's say if I think it's Musando to start, and then they bring Bakayoko on. Yeah, if that's the case, then they're in big trouble for, pre- <laughs> for the pressing game because yeah. he's not ready. He's not ready. Uh, this is the only way he'll get ready, but it's it, he's not ready as of for, for this week. So I really don't like any Chelsea option this weekend, not a single one. Yeah, I don't know how they can play Christensen in the back with Harry Kane. Like, not that it, he, like, man marks him, but, like, I don't know how you can have such a vulnerability back there. That's, that's why I don't why, think that's why it's so important for Azpilicueta to be one of the three center backs. That's what I mean. But I think it's going to be Azpilicueta, Luis, and, and Rudiger back there. I don't think they can yeah, play I think, I think an issue that you may run into is that Rudiger also looked lost in a back three at times. Yeah, but he he's closer to being found. <laughs> I, I understand. Uh, but my – especially with the way – that they have late runners and that, that need that they meaning Tottenham have late runners that need to be tracked. You can't have any miscommunications between your back two or three. There is a chance that they play four five one. That Chelsea play four five one. I'm not gonna put that I'm not gonna put that past them. But what about a three five two with Batuai and Morata up top? Absolutely not. The only reason why Morata doesn't start is because his fitness. So why would they start him um, if in, in that scenario? Morata in what was it like? 12 minutes, 17 minutes, something like that, put up a goal and assist. Yeah. And also prevented the last goal from going in by not letting it roll over the line. I'm, and I feel like we've only, we don't have enough players though. Like if, if, if we think it could be Rudiger Luis as Piliqueta in the back, or even let's Alonso. say Alonso, it'll be Alonso and Moses. Yeah. 
Conte is six. Willian is seven. Oh, we forgot Courtois, eight. So you need three players amongst... We need somebody next to Conte. Morata or Batshuayi will be one of them. Not next to Conte, but... So now you have two guys. You need either yeah. another attacker... I- yeah, we don't. We, we don't need to break down all the Chelsea lineup possibilities for this case. But we, but no matter what the lineup is, it's not going to be a lineup that can survive the pressing game that Mauricio Pochettino and and Spurs put on teams. Like yeah. they, they've they've made better teams look way worse than that. They, they, they've they've made better teams look really bad. Yep. That's what okay. I'm trying to say. Okay. And this is not going to be one of the better teams that Chelsea puts out this season. Correct. Correct. So again, I do not like any Chelsea option. Okay. Uh, including Willian. A lot of people are liking Willian this week. I'm like, when's he going to touch the ball? Yeah, I think this game's a total stay away on both sides. No I way. Really don't think, uh, I don't think I, Spurs I, are going to be able to control Chelsea as much as you think they are. Uh, Conte's too good of a defensive mastermind to figure, he'll figure this out. He's one person. That's the issue. Yeah. Arguably the best one in the league. I understand your point. I, <laughs> I appreciate what Conte does. I really do. And it, actually, last year he was named Player of the Year, correct? Manager of the Year, but yeah. No, no, not that Conte. K Conte. Oh, N Conte. <laughs> N dot. Yeah, K Conte, not C Conte. Oh, I was talking about C Conte. No, C Conte. C Conte is rumors still are that he's not going to make it through the season. Right, it's a. I mean, anyway, anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, but Spurs, I think, two I, backup I, I, defenders. Um, I get all the attack is there, so that's the yeah, problem. That's, yeah, exactly. Uh, but And the pressing game is there, which is the most important part of it. And Eric Dyer is just as important defensively to what mm-hmm. Tottenham does as Conte is to what Chelsea does. Okay. So it, One's much better than the other. Agreed. <laughs> but... <laughs> anyway. But the, the, the lack of other players on Chelsea is going to make this, I think, I mean, I'm saying like Spurs three, Chelsea one, oh, something like that. Good, come on. Uh, okay, okay. And then the rumors will fly for for Chelsea after that. Like you're letting up six goals in the first two weeks. I don't think this game is particularly close. I, I really, and it's not a matter of, and I don't think it's like I still wouldn't think Chelsea needs to panic because it's just they need to get their players back. There's nothing they can do about it. If they bring in a Virgil Van Dyke, that's great, but I don't think they will. Uh, if they, you know, they, they had made another bid for Alexandro for a reason I still don't understand. Um, but Were it's, you the one who kept talking about getting? Um... Yeah, competition is great. Yeah. I love competition. Uh, it's. I mean, if you have a finite number of re- of financial resources, which I'm assuming with financial fair play they do, I just think the money could be spell- spent elsewhere. However, um, it's like, why aren't they bidding 60-something million for Van Dyke? <laughs> just as important a position. Anyway, uh, again, I, th- I love the Spurs options. I think Harry Kane is the perfect player to take advantage of a weakened back line. And then furthermore, I think Deli Alley is also the perfect player to make late runs as he showed last year against Chelsea to punish Chelsea for uh, any kind of miscommunications at the back with players that aren't used to playing with each other. Okay. And Christian Eriksen is good enough to find either one of them, as we've seen. Yes. Earning that number one overall ranking. <laughs> Ranking? From uh, from what's his name? Uh, from 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 Wallen. Oh, uh, yeah. All right, 
Anything else you wanted to add on Spurs, Chelsea, before we get to the Monday night affair? Nope. Manchester City are at home taking on Gilfie Sigurdsson's Everton. Just kidding. It's really, uh, it's really, uh, <laughs> it's really just a, a really improved Everton team, uh, and it. I just unfortunately think Everton are going to be exposed defensively uh, against the Manchester City attack, which is just brutal. Uh, I totally agree. I doubt that Sigurdsson gets a start right away, but um... that is not what I'm reading. What I'm reading is that he is he he's not going to st- or he didn't or is not going to start in the uh, Europa game, but that he is going to be available right. for Monday. Right, Europa was yesterday. He did yes. not start that one. Yes, but yeah. um, I I would still stay away from him either way. I'd like yes, to this week. First. This week, yes. This week, yes. But if you're in a season long league, if you have him, I would start him. Okay. He's, because he's likely your best option of you probably have to draft him as your first midfielder or second midfielder. So right. I mean, you're not going to have you know many fifth midfield options that are better than him. I'll, I'll put it this way. Would you start Aaron Moy over Gilfie Sigerson this week? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I would not. Okay. <laughs> I would not. I tried to rank Sigurdsson. You, you swayed me out of it. The, the problem with Sigurdsson – I did. The problem with Sigurdsson is if he doesn't start, you're totally stuck. But yeah, maybe he'll start. The time that you're that's why I didn't rank him because the timing that's not the only reason, but the timing does stink. The Monday night thing is not is not a good idea. Yeah. But for City, uh, it's, it's is it still Aguero over Jesus for you? Yes. Is it still um, De Bruyne over pretty? It, it's yes. would it be De Bruyne over Jesus? Which was it? De Bruyne over um, Aguero? Um. Yeah. Even in FPL, I have De Bruyne in FPL. I don't do not have Aguero. Yeah. Oh, I have Jesus because he's I less have Jesus. Expensive. Yeah. Um, I captained Aguero, or uh, excuse me, I captained De Bruyne last week. That didn't work out. No. Nope. I would I would do it again though. I captained Lukaku. It worked out. Hmm, nice job. Thank you. Uh, Manchester City though, it, it's really the same thing as always. I mean, it, you always start their attack, and ho- you spot and, start their defenders. Yeah, and you hope that. Um, you hope that the ones that they come that they sub off are not yours. I had Aguero and De Bruyne last week, and when I saw like the sub board go up, and I'm like, oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god, and it was um, who they take off first? Uh, Silva, maybe he didn't start. Whoever they took off, it wasn't one of them, and I was like, oh, okay. and then they took off Jesus, and I'm like, oh, this is even better. And then Aguero went off. <laughs> Thankfully, he had his goal. Yeah. Yeah, basic. Yeah, that's. Uh, I just, I, I really wish I had, you know, a more, more in-depth analysis of Manchester City. It's just, it's the same every week to me, because I think that Manchester City are far and away the best team in the in the Premier League, talent-wise. Yeah, I think that's right. Okay. Yep. Do you want to go on to our starting eleven lineups? Sure. All right. Can you please start with your uh, defenders and goalkeeper, please? Um, sure. Uh, here we go. Casper uh, Schmeichel, Nathan Ake, Daly Blind, and Harry Maguire. So you went with a starting three? I did. I'm playing a 3-4-3, three, three, which apparently I have to teach you how to do. 
you do because I'm playing a four four two. Yeah. When you, I'm when playing... you go your, to pick your players, just pick three forwards. That's okay. I, I'm going to stick with my four four two for now. Okay. I have Kolasinic. Mm-hmm. I had him Cedric, too. Yeah. Cedric. Yeah. Phil Jones. <laughs> and Harry Maguire. Yeah. Everyone should and have David, Harry And David De Gea is my goalkeeper. Okay. Who was your goalkeeper again? Schmeichel. Similar vein, similar mindsets here. Mm-hmm. I have a team that's wearing a lot of players that wear red. In my yeah, mind. I have a ton of red. Yeah. As you were mentioning before. Maroon. So I, I'm going to go with my midfield now. I have Paul Pogba. Mm-hmm. I have Henrik Mkhitaryan, okay. who you hate. I don't hate him. I, have, I don't hate him. I, I know. I, I was much higher in Mkhitaryan last year than people were. That's correct. Uh, Sadio Mane mm-hmm. and Riyad Mahrez. Mm. I have three of those four. Fantastic. Uh, I have Mahrez, Mane, Pogba, and Robbie Brady. Oh. Brady, now I have to play in spite. Yes, you do. Hopefully, Burnley goes up early and I can sub him off. <laughs> All right. And I'm assuming that you have these two forwards in your three. I have Lacazette. I do not. Interesting. And I have a captain, Lukaku. Mm. I have Lukaku, uh, Firmino, and a captain, Mo Salah. So you I cap- went Salah, Firmino, and Mane. I, I'm stunned. Why? I, I thought if you were going to captain a Liverpool midfielder, it would have been Mane. Um. Or if you're going to do it, or Firmino as the forward, like Salah, the guy the forward who as well. Penalty. Well, but if, well, I meant as the guy who takes the penalties and is furthest forward most of the time. Um, I mean, there's a, a few more stats to starting eleven that I think any of them are good enough. Like any of them can score two goals. I think it's a total coin flip amongst the three. I just happen to prefer Salah because I think most people would take Firmino or Mane. I mean, you're you're playing. Well, I mean, I guess you knew I was never going to either take Salah and or cap. Definitely not, never captain Salah. So mm-hmm. you're probably differentiating yourself against me. Do you think that's more? Do you think that's a better differential play for just expanding this out for other formats? Right. Let's say for just just in general. Yeah, I think yeah. I think you Firmino, Mane, and Salah all have the same upside. I, I don't think anyone is that I think much Firmino- greater. I think Firmino has a much greater upside because of the penalties. Um, I think you're a little swayed by last season and how many they drew and that we don't know for sure he's taking them all. He happened to take one in a preseason game and Milner let him. And last week? Oh, right, right. Did he draw (laughs) that one, though? No. Uh, He's not. But Milner wasn't playing. I understand Milner wasn't playing, but... so I'm saying also, I think if, if Milner starts, Milner I don't think it's guaranteed. Playing. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Mil- Milner didn't start last week, and I, mean, I guess there's no guarantee for this week if he right. starts or not. But right. I think that's always going to be something with Liverpool. The whole like is is Milner going to start? Because that ch- that changes a ton of things. Not not just Firmino's penalties. It changes Trent Alexander Arnold, who I always want to call Arnold Alexander, but it changes his potential set pieces. The same with Firmino. Like it's. I don't think there's a significant difference with those three, and I think everyone will always take Firmino or Mane ahead of Salah. And I don't think there's a, enough of a justification for that. I think that's a bold enough point to end this podcast on. Great. 
All right, then. Thank you, everyone, for joining. This has been the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast, brought to you by Starting Eleven. You can find us both on Twitter, me at Sports by Gotti, G O T T I, him at Rotowire Andrew, and just in general at Rotowire Soccer. If you have any questions about the show or any of the shows on this network, thank you again for joining us, and we will catch you again next week. And in the immortal words of Randy Marsh, see ya. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working... The HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.